0: I ask you if you would to take your bible and open your bibles this morning to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, I just threw a uh, curveball to uh, the guys back in the booth, particularly to Adam with the uh, screens, but that's okay. Hebrews chapter 10 Beginning in verse 19, what we just sang is, is a powerful song. It's powerful because it is Scripture. It is Scripture set to music, and the only response the angels could have was, Holy, holy, you are so holy. And the word holy, we often think of it as being pure, and, and it does mean that. But all I could think of when we were singing that was the, one of the other meanings for holy, and that it, is, it means set apart, separate. And when the angels cry, they're holy, holy, holy. I think, I think probably this is the heart of what they mean. We can search through all the earth, we can search through all history. And we come back to Jesus Christ and we look at him and our only response is, holy, you are set apart. There is none like you. No other God is like you. They're all false and they are all made of wood and stone and the imagination of men. But Jesus, you are historical, you are real, and you are set apart high above all others. And when we come to that God, we can't help but to be like Isaiah and to get a glimpse of that God and then get a glimpse of ourselves and say, Who who am I? Who who am I to think that I could come into the presence of an altogether separate, altogether above God? For He is holy, holy, holy holy, and I am undone. You are undone. You have no right to approach God. You have no standing to approach God. There's a witnessing technique, and I've used it, and maybe you have too, where you ask someone if you were to die and you were to stand before the gates of heaven... And God were to ask you, why should I let you into my heaven, what would you say? Well, it's a good discussion starter, but it's not going to happen. You're not going to stand before the gates of heaven and God ask a question directly to you. Because he is all together separate. You will not come to the end of your life and then stand before him and explain yourself as to why He should let you into His heaven. It's way too casual, way too casual to come before a God who is holy, holy, oh so holy. You say, well, then why are we here? What would be the point of us coming together this morning if He is altogether separate and altogether above all other imaginations, all other false gods. Why should we come together and sing like we just sang if we're all together undone and have no business coming before Him? Hebrews chapter 10 verse 19. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus... We have no business coming before God who is altogether holy. We have no business entering the holy places where he is except, except through the blood of Christ. We have confidence to enter into the holy places through the blood of Jesus Christ. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and the living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, Jesus Christ is our high priest. In the system of Judaism, God had... Orchestrated, He had written out this system where they would come before him and bring sacrifice. They would bring animals to him. And the priest would stand all day long, taking the knife to the throat of the animal and spilling all of the, the animal's blood and offering it up as a sacrifice to atone for the sins of the individual who brought it. There is no forgiveness of sins without the remission of blood, the Bible says. So they would bring an animal, a goat or a lamb or a dove or something that was spotless and clean, and they would bring it to the priest, and the priest would stand day after day, hour after hour, never sitting down because his work was never through, spilling the blood of animals, trying to atone for the sin of the individual who was bringing it. But we now have a high priest Since, verse 21, we have a great priest over the house of God who has sat down at the right hand of the Father because he's through. There was one sacrifice that was paid for all of us, and it was his blood. He didn't bring an animal. He didn't bring a goat. He brought himself, the Lamb, the Lamb of God that was slain for the sins of the world, for all of humanity. Jesus Christ laid down his life. No one took his life. He gave his life willingly. They didn't drive him to the cross. They led him to the cross. He willingly went. He willingly stretched out his arms. He willingly let them place nails through his hands and through his feet and place a crown of thorns on his head. And He hung there for hours So finally he cried out and he said, My God, my God, why? Why have you forsaken me? And the answer he knew, but the answer was he, God the Father, had forsaken Jesus Christ the Son because he had put all of the sin of humanity, your sin, my sin, on his Son who had no sin. None. None. Did not deserve to be crucified as a common criminal. Let alone have the wrath of God soared up for eternity. Poured out on him. The wrath of God poured out on the Son of God. To the point that he says, my God, my God, why? Why have you forsaken me? And I think he said it so that we would know the answer. So that we would learn it. He did it for us. And he finally cried out on that day. He said, it is finished. Meaning, I can now sit down at the right hand of the Father because the sacrifice is over. They took that spear and they thrust it into his side and a mixture of blood and water poured out, proving that he was dead. And they placed him in a tomb and he was there three days. And on the third day, he rose from the dead. He's alive today. He is alive today at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for those who believe. Since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, the new and the living way that He opened for us through the curtain that is through His flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, you need to know this today. I'm not your priest. I am your pastor, and I am glad to be your pastor, but we have one head. We have one priest, and it is the Lord Jesus Christ. He has died to give us access to God. He has died to make us right before God. He has died so that one day people from every nation and tribe and tongue will gather around his throne and worship him forever. And what we do in here for just a few minutes is only Scratching the surface of what we will do for all of eternity, singing, Holy, 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 you are altogether set apart, you are worthy of all praise. And since we have confidence to enter, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near this God who is holy, holy, altogether, so holy, set apart. Let us draw near to Him. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. It means this that when we come to Christ, we come not in ourselves, we come saying, I can't come to you. I can't come to you in and of myself. I come to you, if I come by myself, I will be struck down and rejected because I am sinful. The goal of our worship, the goal of our worship together when we meet together in this place is not for us to have warm fuzzies. It's not for the hair to stand up on the back of our necks and for us to be moved emotionally and for us to say, wow, wasn't church awesome today? The goal of us meeting together is for us to come together week in and week out and for us to leave this place saying, Woe is me, for I am unclean. I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. That's the goal. The goal is for us to see him in all of his grandeur and for us to see ourselves in all of our sinfulness and to realize again, fresh, new, that we need the Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel is not just the gospel for a one time happening. That you pray a prayer one day and then you go off and you live your life however you want to live it. We need the gospel every day. We need the gospel every day. We need to be reminded that even though For those of us who have repented of our sins and prayed to receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, yes, there was a day, yes, there was a time that He regenerated us, brought us to life, quickened us from the dead, and He justified us and said, Not guilty. He's not guilty. He stands in my Son. He stands in the righteousness of my Son. He's not guilty. She's not guilty. We need to remember that We also, though, are in process of being made like Christ, and we need to wake up in the morning and say, Lord Jesus, I need you today. Lord Jesus, help me not to trample the blood of the cross as if it were some worthless, trivial sacrifice. Help me today, God, to approach you, to come near you, to want my life to be a marathon toward you. Let us draw near with a true heart, full in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. The pure water sprinkled clean with the blood of Christ and washed with the pure water of the Word that we live in every day. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for He who promised is faithful. Some of you here today, you may be thinking, well, I thought I was saved. I remember a day when I prayed a prayer. I remember a day and I, I thought it was real. Well, here's the reality of the, the matter. For some of you, probably for a lot of you, it was real. You, by faith, believed that Jesus Christ died for your sin and that he was your only hope of salvation and based on that you are saved but some of you have gone into life from that point forward and you you fall away and you get off in, into sin and for some of you it does not mean that you're lost Are you going to believe that He's faithful? Are you going to believe that it depends on Him? Or are you going to believe that it depends on you and how good you are? Some of you need to just be reminded that your salvation is based on His faithfulness. He said He would save you if you repent of your sins and place your faith in him. Stop trying to pick up the job now and save yourself. But some of you in the room, you may have had an experience like that where you walked an aisle and you prayed a prayer. Maybe you went through the baptism, but it made no difference in your life. You went out of here and you lived The same life that you lived when you came in. There's no conviction of the Holy Spirit on your life. Nothing has ever changed. You're not moved when you hear songs like that that say, Holy, you are all together holy. You're not moved when you hear songs that sing, What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. You're not moved by that because guess what? It's never been a reality for you. And today... I would challenge you on the basis of the Word of God that He is altogether holy and you can't come into His presence in any other way except through the blood of the Son. If you're trying to come through your goodness, repent of that. It's it's nothing but filthy rags. The Bible says that your righteousness is nothing but filthy rags before God. He's altogether holy. What can you bring to the table? Oh, I made it all through the week without saying a cuss word all week. God, it wasn't that good. Really? In the face of an altogether holy God, you're proud that you made it a week without saying a cuss word? God, I stuck to my commitment. I didn't, I didn't eat junk food all week long, God. Really? Really? I was nice to my boss, even when he didn't deserve it, God. Really? In the face of an altogether, holy, separate God? The only way to come to him is through the blood of Jesus Christ. Saying, my sin, all of my righteous works that I think are righteous are nothing but sin. And there is one who was sinless, but he was made sin for me. Church, I would challenge you, if you're here today and you're confident in your salvation, hold to that confidence, not based on your own merit, but based on his faithfulness. In verse 24, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day. Drawing near, When you read through Scripture and you come across the day and the D in day is capitalized, it is a reference to the day of judgment. There's coming a day when God will judge the world. And those who are outside of Christ who have never been saved, you've never been made right through the blood, through His flesh, There's coming a day when you will be judged, and you will not be judged in his righteousness. You will be judged in your sinfulness, and the altogether separate holy God will say, Depart from me, for I never knew you. And you will be cast out, the Bible says, into outer darkness, where there is weeping and there is gnashing of teeth, where the fire does not go out, and where the the worm does not stop eating. It is a place of torment called hell. And though it is not popular to preach that anymore, it is a place of reality. And I would be unloving to you if I did not preach it to you. There's also a day coming of reckoning or of judgment for those of us who are in Christ. And we will stand before the Lord. We will stand before God and He will not ask us, Why should I let you into my heaven? He will simply say, Come and enter your rest because we are found in His Son. Christ, our advocate, Christ, our intercessor, will say, This one is mine. That was not the message that I had studied all week to preach. That message you'll hear tonight. The reality is, we come together to worship an all together, holy, separate, set apart, distinct, transcendent God who cared enough about you and ultimately about the glory of the Father to step into your world And while you hated him, while you were rebelling against him, Christ died for you. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 10 that if you would confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you will be saved. And this morning, Ethan's going to come and lead in a time of reflection and response And in the first 30 seconds or so as he plays, I don't want anybody moving. I don't want you leaving the room to go to the bathroom. I don't want you leaving early to to get to the restaurant. I don't want you doing any of that. I don't want you even really coming forward during that point. I want you to sit and I want you to think about what this requires of me. Some of you, some of you have been in church all of your lives. You've been in church twice as many years as I've been alive. And some of you would say, who are you to tell me anything about this? Well, I am nobody. But the Word of God gives us instructions that there is no other name under heaven whereby men must be saved other than the name of Jesus Christ. And today, if you are here, and you, even though you've been in church all of your life, but you have never personally repented of your sin and placed your faith, your belief in Jesus as your only hope, And the Bible says today you are separated from Him and that you need today to be saved. And I would encourage you that after that time of reflection and I stand back up here, if you today need to place your faith in Christ, I will be here to receive you. You don't have to come to me, but if you need help knowing how do I come to the Lord Jesus, how do I come, then I will be here and I will help lead you in that direction. There may be someone here today that just in that time of response, you don't need to come to be saved. You just need to sing glory to God because you know you are saved. You know this holy, holy, oh so holy God intimately because he has reached into your life and brought you to him. And you need to say, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you've brought me close. Thank you that you have made a way. Whatever it is that he requires of you, I'm asking you to reflect on it, to give it serious thought, and then to respond appropriately. Let's pray together.